0: This is the Story Power Marketing Show with Tom Ruich. Make yourself comfortable and fasten your seatbelt. Tom and his guests are about to share powerful stories, trade business building insights, and have a few laughs. Tom created this podcast to help you captivate prospects and inspire them to act so you can get more clients quickly and easily. That's what powerful storytelling is all about. That's what this podcast is all about. So let's get this party started. Here's your host, Tom Ruich.
1: Hello and welcome to the Story Power Marketing Show. My name is Tom Ruetch, and today's episode is called How to Claim Your Stage to Maximize Your Impact. My guest today is Adriana Bear. Adriana is a public speaking coach for leaders and rising leaders. Her mission is to help clients master speaking from stage so they can radiate confidence and charisma, propel their career and increase their impact. With over 20 years as a professional theater director and arts leader, Adriana brings a unique perspective and a practical and actionable set of tools to to her coaching. In addition to her private coaching practice, she has worked and lectured at dozens of regional theaters, colleges, and universities nationwide. Adriana holds a Bachelor of Arts from Sarah Lawrence College and a Master of Fine Arts in Directing from Columbia University. She is the co-host of the podcast From Your Center and offers online courses and coaching through Adriana there Creative. Adriana, welcome to the Story Power Marketing Show.
2: Thank you. So happy to be here.
1: Yeah, very happy to have you on the show. And, and let's just start with your story. You, you worked, as the bio noted, for 20 plus years in theater, mm-hmm. director Teaching theater, all of that. How did you move from that online world or excuse me, that that mostly nonprofit world? Yeah. I don't know why I said online world, from that <laughs> mostly nonprofit world of theater to the world of coaching leaders and rising business leaders.
2: Yeah. So actually it's funny that you said that online world, because that's yeah. actually part of the story. So of course, theater is in person. You know, Mm -hmm. that's the definition of theater is people sharing actual space together. Mm -hmm. And so back when I was directing theater, um, and I often joke, you know, the American theater is not a cash cow uh, for anyone. So Mm -hmm. as I was building my career, I was coaching on the side, just coaching people how to use their voices and stand in public spaces and speak to an audience. Mm -hmm you know, whether that was actors or, you know, bankers who needed to talk to their key stakeholders or whatever that was. But my primary focus continued to be in the nonprofit arts. And then, of course, as so many people have a story about COVID, COVID came and really wiped out the theater for obvious reasons. And part of my practice then was teaching, coaching, and directing all in person. Mm -hmm. And I loved my work and I didn't want to stop doing it, but I had to figure out a way to reinvent uh, what it was. And of course, the easy thing to do is to start coaching on Zoom. And what that made me realize was that I actually could have clients all over the country or the world, really. Mm -hmm. And that Geography was no longer a deciding factor in my work, um, which it always had been. And it's one of the things I love about theater is being in spaces with other people. But the blessing for me was recognizing that my skills were um, very much needed in a certain area and possible for me to do on a wider scale. So Mm -hmm. I just started coaching people, you know, three and a half years ago, one-on-one on the computer and I started working with clients all over the country who were ready to m- become more comfortable with this really important piece of business growth, whether you're a solo entrepreneur or, you know, a, um, a rising leader or someone running for public office, really pretty much any place that you are building any kind of business, mm-hmm. there is some aspect of public speaking. So yeah you know, (laughs) everybody needs, needs to be able to do that work. So my client base now is really diverse and Mm -hmm. all over the place. And that's really fun and interesting for me because I have really expanded the, um, the people that I get to learn from while I'm working with them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So what are the qualities that you look for in, an actor who mm. owns the stage mm. that are in common with the qualities of a business leader who. Oh, I owns love this question! Stage.
2: Such a good question. Well, there's a couple of factors, but I think the very first thing that popped into my head when you asked this is uh, grounded self confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I look for when I'm auditioning for a role on the stage is I look for an actor who comes in knowing who they are. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because a lot of people think, you know, Oh, you're, you're sitting there. You're let's use Romeo and Juliet as an example, because most people know that play. So I'm sitting there and I want a certain kind of Romeo. I know exactly what he looks like and sounds like and feels like and acts like and Everybody who comes in is either that guy or he's not that guy. Right. But really, what's happening for me is I'm sitting there going, show me Romeo. Mm
3: -hmm. Who
2: is show me what you have that's going to make this character live for me. Mm -hmm. And what's so interesting about that is like the, the key there is when you know who you you are what your message is and what your goal is and how you want to affect your audience, then I'm right there with you. I'll I'll go along that journey. Even mm-hmm. if even if what you're talking about, you know, I've watched TED talks about things that are that if you had asked me five years ago, hey, would you be interested in, I don't know, systems for corporate development flow or whatever. Right. I'd be like, no, I don't care. <laughs> but if the guy or the if the person who's doing the TED talk is compelling is grounded knows why they're there knows their knows who they are knows their content and knows their audience i'll sit and watch that 18 minute video about a subject i had no idea was interested in Mm -hmm. you know yep and what's hard about that is like how do you teach grounded self-confidence
1: that was going to be my (laughs) question how do you how do you teach grounded self-confidence or or uh, putting it the other way, how do you teach someone to overcome that deep, deep mm-hmm. fear of yeah. standing on stage? And, you know, the old adage that, that um, mm-hmm. the number one fear that people have is public speaking and the number yep. two fear is, is dying. So people right. would, would rather die than deliver the eulogy. That's and, right. and so, you know, how, how do we help those who are not comfortable Mm -hmm. on stage to become comfortable and confident and have that grounded confidence as you put it?
2: Yeah. So I have identified three major areas of public speaking. And usually somebody is stronger in one of those three and the other two are more challenging. So the Mm -hmm. work becomes first, and I'll explain what they are. First is identifying where your strength point is, or your strongest, you know, you might not feel like a superhero there, but yet is identifying where your strong points are and identifying which is not comfortable for you so that we know what work we need to do. Right. So that's the first thing. And those three buckets are this, the the speaker themselves. So you and your body and your voice in space. So that's everything from where do I, what do I do with my hands? Where do I stand? How, you know, what do I, how do I make sure my voice is strong? How do I hold this microphone? You know, it's the, it's the me physical body part. Mm -hmm. Then the second bucket is content. So in the theater world, that's your script, right? In the public speaking or marketing world, that's your message, your mission, your, your content, your slides, right? It's the data. It's the stuff you're actually talking about. And then the third thing is the audience. And believe it or not, this is the thing that the that most people miss. They focus so much on themselves or their message and they forget that the audience is the is the third part of this puzzle.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And what the audience is is is, you know, who are you literally who is there? Who are these people? How do you want to share your message with them. What language do you need to use in order to enliven them? What do you want them to do? Right. (laughs) And what is that kind of magic chemistry between you on the stage and them in the, in the audience? Right now for the people who focus too much on the audience, that tends to be the people who are, I am afraid that they're judging me. Right. So so each of those buckets has, has pro, you know, positives and challenges, but the very first thing we need to do is figure out what it is. That's the main thing that's holding you up. Because mm-hmm. when I, you know, if I say, if I have a client who says I have stage fright, or I'm mm-hmm. afraid of public speaking, you you listening might be like, oh, they're, they are afraid of people judging them. But really when you dig a little deeper, you realize, no, actually that's, they, they're they not thinking about the audience at all. They're afraid they don't know their data mm-hmm. or they're afraid that when they start to talk about the, the hard stuff, they're going to trip up their words, right? So yep. we've got to drill down. And once we drill down, then, then there's tools, right? Then there's like the homework, the practice, all the practical stuff yep. and the mindset coaching. And that's the other piece is that yep. so much of this is mindset. And so there's a lot of tools around, you know, meditation mindset, mindfulness practices that can go along with helping you in those moments um yeah yeah,
1: yeah and I, I I love this because it it's very analogous what you're describing to the process or the elements that make a, great content writer a great Mm. content writer so that first piece that you were talking about the mechanics diction the way you stand Mm. how you hold your hands that's analogous to you know understanding grammar understanding the structure Mm. understanding the mechanics of putting words on paper or on screen or, or into a video script. But that second piece is where the rubber really hits the road. And that's all about understanding the content. Why are you talking Mm. about this? Do you know your stuff? Are you confident? Do you believe it? And that difference between Someone who's just dishing out blah blah blah, versus somebody who really believes and is confident and is able to express themselves in a way that that um, shows they believe, that's that's critical. And then mm-hmm. that third point is your audience in the end this is uh, there are three story power principles for creating captivating content and principle number 1 is keeping the focus on the prospect's journey yes and understanding why are they there what is it that they need where are they what are they feeling when they when they begin with you and what do they want to feel when they're finished with you right and it, it's interesting because as you talk about that as a quality for a good actor it actually feels very challenging how do you how do you apply that when you're contained by the words that a playwright or a Mm. screenwriter created so so you're operating in a box and your audience is is it's kind of hard to figure out who who your audience might be i will leave that for another day (laughs) but for business people yeah you can understand your audience why are they there what's the journey what are you trying to to deliver and when we talk about overcoming writer's block
0: analogous
1: Mm -hmm. to overcoming Mm -hmm. that fear of being on stage we always begin with well you have to understand your audience you have to understand what makes them tick you have to discover their story and you then have to um, uh, create content or understand the story that you're trying to tell and the more that you come to the blank page or the podium Mm -hmm. uh, to extend the metaphor with that clear the more comfortable and confident you're going to be.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And there is a there is a actually an answer to your question of how do you do that with a script that is relevant here, which is the language that I use um, is about your objective. So that's mm-hmm. a that's a real theatery term. You hear actors say, what's my objective all the time? What we talk about is um, actually what you want to do to your audience.
3: Mm-hmm. or have
2: them experience, right? And mm-hmm. so one of the tools I really love, which I'll just share, because I think it's it's such a good one, is to think about it in terms of verbs. So, mm-hmm. and then to really get super good verbs. So for example, mm-hmm. I might say, I want to inspire my audience, right? Mm-hmm. I want them to be inspired. Well, okay, can we get an even more interesting verb? Galvanize, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. what is it that you're really trying to do to them? or have them experience i should say do to them sounds a little manipulative but you know you want them to say feel galvanized if you're say for example running for public office that might be a great verb for you
3: mm-hmm.
2: because you want them to you know be moved to action and when you think about like versus inspired to dream or to have an you know uh, come along on this journey with me the way that you talk then is going to be a little bit different when mm-hmm. you're trying to galvanize somebody versus when you're trying to inspire them to use their imaginations, right? Mm-hmm. So even that drilling down to that level of specificity can mm-hmm. be the difference between,, um, you know, giving the same speech over and over again regardless of who's there and actually being effective in terms of your messaging.
1: Sure sure so we we've we've talked on on kind of a high level about mm-hmm. message and these three buckets and and mindset what are some practical tips for the person who is sitting out there mm-hmm. and thinking yeah you know i i do public presentations on zoom i do public presentations occasionally from stage just just give me a few things i can take home with me and begin to apply to make myself a better, a better public speaker.
2: Okay. Great. So first of all, in terms of your, you and who you are, cause you're the instrument, right? Mm-hmm. You, you, your body, your voice, you are the instrument. So one of the things I think gets missed, especially when you're doing a zoom event mm-hmm. is properly warming up your breath, your body and your voice.
1: Great. Yep.
2: So Now I have lots of tools and I can share those and you can link them in the show notes if you want of just really quick tutorials that people can access to, to do these things. So I won't get into all of it, all of the the practical things here, examples of it, but you've got to remember that your breath is the power center of your voice. So the very first thing we start with is warming up your breath being conscious that you are inhaling and exhaling. (laughs) There's a really simple thing that people talk about a lot, box breathing or square breathing, where you inhale for a count of four and hold for a count of four, exhale for a count of four and hold for a count of four. Just even doing that four times takes about a minute, can get your brain and your body connected and remind you that, oh yeah, my breath is connected to this body, and that's, what's going to give my breath, the power. Mm-hmm. So there's a number of bre- bre- breath exercises and then warming up your diction. So doing some tongue twisters, doing some, what I call horse breath, which is breathing through your lips. Um, kind of like you're blowing bubbles underwater, your horse. It also has the added bonus of downregulating your nervous system. So for mm-hmm. those of you who are really nervous, public speaking, there's some awesome techniques that can help with that as well from a somatic level. Mm-hmm. And there's warming up your body. So even when you're going to do a zoom, you need to rem- you need to get get um, your body present and so that can be anything. And I love it when people make up their own. So if you're a yoga person, do a little bit of yoga. If you're an extra, you know, if you like running, just run in place for 10 seconds. Anything to connect your body will help you. It will then also activate your face, which a lot of people forget about. And that is what helps you with your diction, and what helps you lean in, what helps you be more interesting, especially on camera when we're only seeing the top you know, quarter of your body.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So how do people, how do you work with people who come to you directly as opposed to mm-hmm. downloading a free resource from sure. your website or, or yeah. reading blog posts?
2: Yeah. Um, it's really a lot of this kind of detail work. We spend... Often we'll spend the first session t- doing a lot of talking. Now I'm not a therapist, but it can sometimes feel a little bit like therapy because we really do have to dig into, especially if I don't know you or I haven't seen you, your work before, we really do need to dig into what it is that's working and what it is that's that's blocked currently. Mm-hmm. Because each person, like I said, is a little bit different. And one of my superhero skills is... I'm able to pretty quickly figure out the thing that's causing, um, this particular speaker, their, their biggest block. And Mm -hmm. I have, you know, then I'm able to create a curriculum specific to that individual person for what's going to work for them. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, you know, so, so a lot of people will come to me for general, you know, I know I need to get better at this. And some people will come to me with, I have a speech coming up and you need, I need some real help with that. So that bucket of folks, we really drilled down on their presentation uniquely for the people who just want to get better at this. It's a lot of practice exercises. And I often give homework that people don't like, I, I have a, a client right now who's in HR and in, in you know, a, a agricultural HR Somewhere in the Midwest, like very far away from my world, mm-hmm. and I said to her, "I was like, I'm sorry, but you're gonna have to like go to an open mic night, or <laughs> you know, figure out because she didn't have any speaking engagements coming at coming up." And we really needed her to practice. And so I'm assigning these. Now, she didn't actually do that. We, we figured out a way around her going to an open mic night. But the idea is we, we dig into like what's possible in your world. Mm-hmm. And how do you actually go out and practice these things? And sometimes okay. the reality is what you need to do is you need to practice with one other person.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And often it's just opening your mouth and speaking words out loud to one other person, that can be the thing that unlocks it. Um, It doesn't have to be 8,000 people. In fact, I argue that public speaking is anytime you're speaking to another
1: person. I completely agree, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. I completely agree, yeah. yeah. And and so are you doing most of your work one-on-one or do you have group training? Tell us a little bit about Mm -hmm. the format.
2: So mostly I work one-on-one with folks, but Mm -hmm. I do have for my clients that work with me over a long period Mm -hmm. of time. um, And I have a VIP coaching program that's really intensive. And I have also just, you know, smaller packages of depending on what the client needs. Mm -hmm. But for people work with me over a long period of time, I also have a group coaching drop in every week Mm -hmm. because part of this work, of course, it's, it's no good to do it in a vacuum. So we, I offer a a sort of an office hours opportunity and those clients can come together and try out material or ask questions. Like I'm having a really hard time with this particular issue and, and I can live coach them. Um, so that's primarily, and then I'll do team trainings. So I'll mm-hmm. go into, you know, a corporate setting or a, an office setting and work with multiple people at a time. And that can be ongoing, or it can be just, you know, a drop-in, you know, half-day kind of situation.
1: Mm-hmm. And for, for people who have been working with you and sort mm-hmm. of understand the high-level concepts that we've discussed here, what is a common, I'm having trouble with condition that they bring to these conversations? What's, uh, what's mm-hmm. a common stumbling block as you begin your journey to improve as a public mm-hmm. speaker?
2: One of the things that I think surprises people the most is that I generally tell them to stop trying to memorize a script.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so a lot of people get stuck on the page and they mm-hmm. say things like, well, I just, I stumble over my words here, or uh, I feel like when I read it out loud, it sounds, you know, I sound like I'm a boring NPR voice or something, right? And one of the key things that I work with people on is figuring out how to give yourself enough structure that you have a lot of freedom. Mm
3: -hmm. So
2: what, you know, and I give this, I'll give this analogy of a, or this example of a map say, so I'm in the Pacific Northwest and you're in St. Louis, right? So I need to drive to your, office. Mm -hmm. Now I know that tonight I'm going to stop in Boise and then the next night I'm going to stop in Denver and then I'm going to drive to St. Louis. So
1: that's pretty good. That's good. You know your geography.
2: There you go. So I'm going to (laughs) go Portland, Boise, Denver, St. Louis, right? That's my structure. And in the metaphor here, it would be, those are your three key points. Mm -hmm. Now, how I drive from Portland to Boise, I might take the Northern highway, the Southern highway. I might like stop for a minute and eat a sandwich. You know, I might backtrack a bit, but I know I've got to get to that key point. So Mm -hmm. what I often will work with people on is like, figure out what those three to four key points are. Mm -hmm. Know those, memorize those, but then let yourself go from point A to point B Mm -hmm. with freedom, with improv. And what's so awesome about that is that that often unlocks all that other stuff we were talking about, right? Because you're able to actually acknowledge these actual humans you're talking to, Mm -hmm. who might be reacting to something different. They think that that, that something's really funny, or they're Mm -hmm. checked out in a way that you didn't expect. You can maneuver in your presentation in order to really be present. And again, that goes back to that grounded confidence. If you know your points, then you have that freedom.
1: And this, again, is analogous to how we teach writing. I'm not interested in providing to clients fill-in-the-blank templates, Mm. scripts, because what happens is they will then rely on that script or template as a crutch, and they're never really Mm. learning the frameworks and structures.
3: Mm. And
1: what you're describing is if you know the key points, if you have a framework for your presentation, then and you know it, then you can confidently deliver it and Mm. move through it. If you are relying on a script, on a teleprompter, and you lose your way or you mm-hmm. stumble over a word you're inherently lacking the comfort and the confidence that you need to work past that and you will people will see it people oh, oh missed a point oh hold on uh, where was i all that kind yep. of stuff and and the spiral downward spiral begins so i mm-hmm. think it's really really great advice and certainly that's a practice that i apply when i when i do my uh my presentations. I yeah. do not work from a teleprompter. I do not try to memorize. My memory is not good enough to memorize a script. I used to be in theater uh, uh-huh. when I was in high school and college. Uh-huh. Um, I haven't memorized a script uh, <laughs> in, uh, oh, I don't know, 30 years. Yeah.
2: So. It, it's a muscle. It's a yeah. absolutely a muscle that needs to be exercised and worked out. So I say, just forget it. Don't even worry about that. <laughs> yeah, the other nice thing that. about being not on a script is we actually can forget about the podium right? and you can get out from behind that big wooden block and be with the peoples. Um, And that makes a big difference too in that feeling of connection and that feeling of confidence.
1: Yeah, yeah, really, really great point. So Adriana, how do people find you?
2: All of the information about all the things is on my website, which is com, yep. And you can connect with me on uh, LinkedIn or if Instagram is your thing, that's where I have a lot of those tutorial reels. It's got links to my podcast, to my coaching, my courses, a couple of interesting freebies and resources there. So it's all there.
1: Awesome. And we will have links to all of that in the show notes so if you don't know how to spell these names no worries you'll find it in the show notes and you can just hit hit the link and away you will go audrey bear any parting thoughts before we call it a day
2: i think that it is absolutely possible for everybody to be able to say their message out loud
3: mm-hmm.
2: and that everybody deserves to have their voice heard and whether it's with me or someone else i think that having somebody present and witnessing you speaking from your center from your from your grounded confidence is um is such a an amazing tool for feeling like your voice is worth speaking out loud. So find somebody to be your audience and talk.
1: (laughs) Amen. Amen. And uh, Adriana, thank you so much. Really value your work, really value your insights. And for those of you who are listening or who are watching, if you liked what you saw or what you heard, please go to your favorite podcast platform, Apple, Spotify, Google, whatever it may be, and click that five-star review so you can share the gift with others. So others can learn about this, hear this podcast, and hear others. You're sharing the gift when you give us a a positive review. Please do that. Also, go to storypowermarketing.com and click on free resources where you can sign up for the email list, where you can download uh, free reports and other trainings so that you can transform your content from prospect repelling to client attracting. Adriana Bear. one last time, thank you so much for being with us. Really appreciate you thank and you. your insights. And we'll see you down the road.
0: Thanks for listening to the Story Power Marketing Show with Tom Ruich. If you liked what you heard today, visit storypowermarketing.com slash resources where you can sign up for Tom's entertaining, informative, must-read emails. Download free business building resources and discover other opportunities to help you harness the power of storytelling. That's storypowermarketing.com slash resources to help you captivate prospects, inspire them to act, And grow your business with greater ease and joy. Also, please remember to subscribe to the Story Power Marketing Show with Tom Ruich and review it on iTunes or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.